Welcome. Cool. So we got a solid five seconds of that, which was awesome. You can cut it out. <laughs> oh, I won't. Oh, um, um, okay. I mean, like, you do our theme music, so whatever that form that takes for you. I don't want to stifle your creativity. No, please stifle it. Please stifle it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. It is good to be back with you guys in, yeah. in this virtual space, if not in the physical space. It's weird. It's weird, but it's good. It's good to be back. Weird and good. That's what we aim for here. <laughs> weird and good. Potential of success. Weird, weird and good. good. Yeah. Yeah. It's to anybody listening, I, I apologize for the sort of hiatus that's happened. Um, literally all four of us moved like in the same yep. span of a month. Yep. Yeah, so that was fun. It's been pretty Here bad. Here we are now. I'm actually really glad at how the timing worked out though because like i don't know i think the monster within sort of felt like a very good season finale or like mid-season finale <gasps> is this is this season two <laughs> i don't know i think this is either season two or the second half of season one i guess Ooh. it could be like a yeah maybe it's like yeah. a, a mid-season finale or mm. something right mm. yeah nice. or, or it could have just been like the short first season before we knew if we were gonna get picked up right. by the network right. yeah. like and there was like a writer's strike sure. so we tried to sort of wrap things up even without answering a lot of the big questions because we were like well we don't know if we'll get to come right <laughs> naturally you know like it happens sometimes so, mm-hmm. anyway um i'm comfortable thinking of this as either like the next half of what we're doing or we're season two i don't know we'll take a vote on it maybe so I kind of have two main goals for this winter lude. Um, the first of which is to just literally make up for lost time. Um, we're missing sort of a chunk of just physical like days and weeks. Like, but I wanna I wanna try to keep things generally sort of on track in terms of like where we are in the year and the seasonal experience mm-hmm. with where we are fictionally, just because it's easier. Because you know, if we want to get into around like holiday adventures Halloween. or something, it's Halloween. <laughs> Yeah, it's fun to sort of be on the same, um, you know, the same place. So one, I mean to do like a bit of a time skip and I want to account for things happening in there. And two, I want to account for like figuring out sort of what the status quo in the town is now because like some things have changed, some character relationships have shifted, and I sort of want to catch up to where we are now and establish all of that before we go into the next arc. Totally. So that's sort of my goal for today. I have some parts of this going to be very structured. Some parts are going to be a lot more freeform. So feel free to run with it. Um, if you think of something during the course of this episode, like, hey, I really want to do this thing, just shout it out and we'll incorporate it because we've got a ton of flexibility. We've got a ton of time to make up for. By the end of this, I would sort of like to catch up to late August, early September. No rules. Just... Mm. Right. <laughs> that's all I, feel I like have. That's already a thing. Otherwise, I would take it. <laughs> all right. Are you guys ready to go? Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So, Martha. Hi. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's afternoon on June 25th, about a week after the events of your first big magic at Hawk's Place. And that's where you find yourself again. Like before, he's placed an out-of-office sign on the motel lobby, and the both of you have met up next door at the little tavern that won't see any business for a few more hours. This is your second magic lesson so far, and I'm not sure what you were expecting, but so far it seems to be much less doing magic and much more talking about magic. 
You're both seated at a high top table in the middle of the cozy space. He has a mug of strong tea at hand and a large world map spread out between you. Certain spots on the map are marked to stand out, highlighted or circled or, or scratched off. It seems the map is old and has been marked up over the course of many, many years. Your eyes are drawn immediately to a few spots that you instantly recognize. One is the part of Alaska where you now reside. Another is the part of the Atlantic Ocean between Florida and Puerto Rico and Bermuda, which you know is called the Bermuda Triangle. But there are others too, spots in Greece, Japan, Northern Australia, the Sahara, and some that don't seem to have any real correlation or significance at all, at least not as far as you can tell. You're snapped back to the present by Hawk looking at you and asking, is any of this making sense so far? Uh I, I, uh, sure. <laughs> he seems, um, unconvinced, but also unsurprised. You know, I just figured we were going to be doing more, like, magic. <sighs> I know, I know this probably seems unnecessary to you at this point, but there's a certain level of understanding you have to have about these things, Martha. It's important that you know where these forces come from before you can really understand how to use them. Think of it as a natural resource. Magic is, is driven by connection, empathy, understanding. We, we've talked about that, and you've shown you're more than capable of it, but that's more or less how we harness it. It has to come from somewhere first. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess so. Um... How, how do I get it? <laughs> uh, well, it, it's all around you. It comes from nature. Magic okay. is generated in places on Earth where untouched beauty of nature grows strong and wild. Places where, where humankind hasn't already unknowingly harnessed and depleted it. It used to be everywhere, and in some ways it still is, but... Maybe not in the ways that you or anyone else would recognize it. In big cities, it's the kindness of a stranger when you need it most, or the sudden falling of snow at a poetic moment, the uncanny charm of a street performer, or tons of other places besides, not always so good. The power and influence of Wall Street, for example. You know, magic taken and warped to terrible, often unintentional extremes. But in other places, places where the magic still thrives at the source and hasn't been tapped into so much, it sort of builds up. It waits. It becomes tied up with the place creating it until the two are indistinguishable from each other. Do you understand what I'm talking about? I think so. So, like, here, there's not a whole lot of people, so there's not really anyone using up that magic. But then, like you said, in a big city, it's being used all the time. It's just smaller. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And in places like this, where it's more present, more powerful, it's sort of... It creates... There's a word for it. I don't know it. Your friend the scientist, he maybe could explain it better than I could. It's a feedback loop, more or less. It shapes the space around it, and the energy of that space begins to shape the nature of the magic as well. He points to one of the highlighted circles on the map, which is somewhere in Japan, and says, 
Places that are mysterious and melancholy become the sites of sad and dangerous magic. He circles the Bermuda Triangle with his free hand. Places that are rife with paranoia and intrigue, they start to obscure information and draw people in. And some places, places that are great, lonely expanses of quiet potential, maybe a place like that would draw in a person trying to figure out what exactly she was supposed to be. Ah, hold that thought. We're about to be interrupted. It's for you, I think. He stands up from the table and starts rolling up the map, grabbing his tea mug and returning it to the bar when, as predicted, there's a tentative knock at the door. What do you do? Uh, well, I'm a little bit confused that Hawk just, like, did that, saw the future, but, uh, I'm going to go up and answer the door. Okay. Any guesses? Uh, no. It's Ranger Ben. Okay. Hi, Ben. <laughs> hey, uh, hi. Our, should, Siobhan said that you might be here. Are you, um, am I interrupting anything? Um, no, no, you can come in. I, well, I, I, I don't need to. I mean, I was just, I was on my morning break, and I wondered if you might want to grab coffee or, or some other sort of hot beverage situation. It doesn't have to be hot. It's warm outside, you know, by Alaskan standards. So cold, you know, as it were. Okay, let me stop you there, Ben. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's go. Do we have time? Like, how long is your break? Yeah, well, in order to get anywhere from the ranger station, we need, like, well, we have time. It's a quiet day up there, so I probably have about 30, 40 minutes. Okay, yeah. Let's go. Okay. G great. <laughs> yeah, great. He seems uh, maybe a little bit surprised, but delighted by this revelation. So there's really only one place in town to go for coffee, which is, of course, the diner. And I'm assuming that's where you two are headed. Yeah. Excellent. So, uh, you probably would just walk over. This stretch of town is close enough that you could just head on over there. So, I'm assuming you do so. He seems to just sort of be attempting nervously to make small talk. He doesn't really have anything in particular to say. So, if there's anything you would like to bring up in the conversation, feel free to do so. But otherwise, I think he's just sort of got his hands in his pockets and he's... Uh, He's just been telling you about his morning at the park office. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been pretty quiet all day. I mean, we had some hikers in earlier, but they were just checking out from last night, you know, which happens a lot. People like to hike in the park. That's really the only thing to do in the park. Is hike? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, what, what do you do? What, what is your thing, Ben? I know you're into plants and stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, super into plants and stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, God, uh, hmm. I'm actually, uh, well, I'm actually, I'm, I'm mostly, I'm a biologist specialist. That's, that's what I got my degree in. And so I, um, you know, I'm just, I'm a park ranger. It's my job to check on things and, and do routine work. But every now and again, I, I handle some of the educational aspects, like when kids or tour groups come into the park. But Mostly I'm just there to sort of keep an eye on things, same as anyone else. You know, be aware of any changes happening in the 
biology and the natural systems of the, you know, you can have any sort of background when you go into parks. Some people are more criminal justice mindset out there to enforce rules and maintain order and things, but I'm really just there to keep an eye on natural systems and homeostasis, you know, make sure that everything's ship shape in a biological sort of sense. Well, that's Which, you know, they usually aren't. Yeah, but that's good, and it's important, too. And educating is also really important for all the little peoples. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's cool. You know, the kids really seem to get into it, especially when we have, like, labs and, you know, Ooh, hands-on. What kind of labs? Oh, uh, you know, just, like, baking soda volcanoes. It's uh, Oh, okay. It's not that exciting. It's So not, like, actual explosions. No, no. No, God, no, they're children. But, okay, but that's part of the fun of it, is doing explosions. Did, did you, do you, do you do explosions a lot? <laughs> do I personally do explosions? <laughs> no, I don't think so. You, you, um, I, I don't really, oh, look, the diner. <laughs> Thank you, Alex, that was weird. <laughs> So you guys go into the diner and you sit down and he just gets coffee. I don't know if you were planning on getting anything else. I think maybe a tea. Okay, there you go. Change it up a little bit. Yeah. I don't know how much of this scene you wanted to play out, but... uh... I have no clue. And I also need to get back into the mindset of Martha, too. Which is... (laughs) It's weird to just, like, jump straight into a, a dating scene when... Yeah, welcome to my new Horror Borealis dating sim that I've crafted for you. This bespoke situation. Um, yeah, we can we can come back to this later. So that, I think, is the sort of exposition of that little character scene there. The next thing I want to jump to is to Mariah. Okay. A cold read. I didn't know I was going to do a cold read today. Okay. Yeah, welcome. (laughs) The history of the United States National Park Service is a rich tapestry of efforts by many conservationists, enthusiasts, educators, and citizens over the long years. Most Americans know that our park system boasts a proud heritage of environmental stewardship and is a vital contribution to our nation's culture. But what they don't know is the important role these parks play in keeping them safe and in protecting lives they may not even know exist. The National Park Service began as an idea in the late 1800s, born out of necessity and the efforts of conservationist and renowned big game hunter Theodore Roosevelt. An avid explorer of our nation's great wilderness areas, Roosevelt had discovered something most people only whispered and rumored about. He found that the forests and caves and mountains of our country are filled with beautiful and unusual creatures outside the realm of scientific expectation. Creatures that the American people had talked of for years as myths or tall tales or exaggerations. The people who had actually encountered these animals usually met with disbelief and suspicion, or even worse, hysteria. 
Roosevelt knew that something had to be done to protect these rare creatures and to protect the American people from the more dangerous among them. And thus, the idea for the first national forests was born. Under the government's acquisition, these lands were able to become havens for unusual wildlife, protected from encroachment or development, and monitored carefully by rangers who dedicated their lives to educating and protecting the American parkgoers, while also quietly conserving and maintaining a quiet life for the creatures that would surely otherwise become objects of shock and revulsion, or worse, obsession. After becoming president in 1901, Roosevelt furthered this mission by establishing secured sites on over 230 million acres of public land. Acting with conservationists like John Moir and Rachel Carson, they laid the groundwork for the NPS as we know it today. Today, rangers all over the country serve a vital and dangerous line of work carrying out a mission most people will never know to thank them for. It's work that is sometimes lonely, often challenging, and rarely appreciated, but always rewarding and more important than even you may understand just yet. In joining with the National Park Service, you are joining a proud tradition of stewardship and commitment to a higher cause. From now on, your dedication must not be to the United States government, to its edicts, or to its leaders, but to its people, ideals, and homeland. It's Monday, July 1st. Zoe drops a few pieces of mail on your desk, smiling as she flutters her fingers in front of your face to get your attention. Earth to Mariah. Mail call. How's that book? You've been devouring that thing since you got it. Oh, it's 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 good. It's it's interesting. It's not something that I probably would have picked up, but I'm glad you like it. Uh, well, most of this is junk, just magazine reply cards and membership notices. But yeah. I think I saw one in there addressed personally. Anyway, I have to go. I'm meeting Riley over at the Funplex. But um, okay. I'll see you tomorrow morning. And oh, yeah. hey, this weekend, right? We're still on. Yeah, totally. Uh, Independence Day. You'll love it. It's got Will Smith in it. And it's showing in Fairbanks. And you need to get out of this library and enjoy the sunshine before it disappears for six months. Oh, my God. You're so right. Okay. (laughs) So I'll pick you up on Saturday at 8. Does that sound good? It works. Sounds good. Perfect. She starts to leave and then turns back to you with sort of a smile on her face and uh, hesitates for a second before saying, Did you want to bring anyone? Um, I don't don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Just let's let's we'll call it no for now. I don't know. I'll I'll talk to you about it later. She puts her hands up in the air. All right. All right. Not trying to force (laughs) anything. Just, you know, thought I'd ask. And she heads out. Zoe was right about the mail. Most of it could go directly into the trash, probably without issue. But among the letters addressed to the Revenant Public Library, there is one made out specifically to Mariah Harris. The return address is simply the initials IS and a hastily scribbled symbol that looks a bit like a pinched oval with the three circumscribed lines of the world triad at its center. You don't know Isabel all that well, a fact that your last meeting made abundantly clear, but this seems out of character for her usually calm and fastidious nature. Do you open it? Yes. Okay. Inside is a plain note card, 
which when you open has only a few short lines of text. It says, Mariah, sorry to be so evasive. Don't know who's watching. I want to tell you more, but not like this. He isn't what you think he is. He never was. Be safe, Isabel. Oh. I reread it a couple times trying to find something I might have missed or understand okay. something that doesn't just put something together. It's 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 so vague. It's so Yeah, why don't you roll um why don't you roll sharp for me? I'm yeah. not going to this isn't going to be like an investigative mystery roll specifically, but we'll see how this roll goes and maybe we can glean a few c- clues from this. Okay, I need to pull up my character sheet and remind I didn't have it up because I <laughs> sure wasn't thing. sure about a um, okay, so that makes it a nine. All right. Okay, which would be a mixed success. Okay. So um, I will let you ask one question specifically about this note, and we'll see what you could pick up from it. Okay. Um, oh, boy. that's What kind of question am I allowed to ask? Um, you can ask me anything, and I'll... I'll try to decide what would be narratively appropriate for you to discern or recall or, or what we'll work something out, but. Mm-hmm. Um, is she in danger? Um, okay. That is a good question. I think what you would get from this is not that she's in danger. Um, I think you think back to your last meeting and you recall all of the precautions that Isabel took and you sort of glean from this that she is somebody who is probably more aware of what's happening around her than you are, obviously, and therefore has more precautions to take. Um, I think you get the idea from this less that she's in danger, but more that she doesn't want to put you in danger. Mm, Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. It does make sense. Okay. Is there anything else that you want to do or investigate around you? Um, I think that's all you'll get from this note. But if there's anything else that you want to sort of look into or check out, we can maybe play that out. I'd like to just look through the rest of the mail, make sure there's nothing else I missed. Okay. There, there's nothing else. No. Okay. It's just reply cards and magazine subscriptions and like an electric bill. Okay. Um, then, uh, I'd like to just, while I'm doing this, I'd like to check my, check my email. Oh, okay. Since I haven't checked, I've checked my, my analog mail. (laughs) Um, Sure. Yeah. Um, is there anything specific that you're looking for? Um, I just want to see if I'm not sure that she would, but, um, if Isabel would try to contact me that way as well, potentially, or, um, Mm, a very good question, but no, she has not. Okay. I think you get the impression from the specific ways in which you and Isabel have um, communicated so far that she is very hesitant to use that kind of communication. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to figure out what might be a good course of action. Let me see. I mean, I don't know. Like, do you want to go ahead and do your connect the dots roll now, or would you like to wait until the beginning of the next like formal arc? Oh, shoot. <laughs> I think I might want to do my connect the dots roll now. Okay, then go ahead and roll that, that for me. Is that, that's sharp, correct? Yes. 
I wanted to make sure before I did it. Okay. I believe so. I don't think it's weird. No, it's not. Okay, it's so sharp. that would make it a okay, so that plus my sharp would make it a ten. Cool. So you get um how many holds on a ten? Two or three? Um, I get from 10 to 12, I get three. Okay, three holds. Um, how many of those do you want to spend now and which ones? Or do you want to just like ask one at a time and see what you get from them? Um, I think I'm going to spend one right now. Okay. Um, gosh, okay. Yeah, I would like to know, is this connected to previous mysteries we've investigated? Ooh, good question. Yes, yes, it's all connected. Oh, God, yes, I knew it. I knew it was all connected. That's me and Mariah having that reaction, by the way. <laughs> yes, good. That's the payoff I wanted to give Mariah here, so thank you. It is all connected. Absolutely all of mm-hmm. it. So um, just like to paint you a narrative picture of what this realization would look like that isn't thank Addison God. being like, I knew this is all connected. <clears throat> this is... I take the, you know, I have my cork board in my office, of course, right? Yes. So I take my, the, I take the the mail, the letter from Isabel, and I put mm-hmm. it up on the cork board, and I take a little red string, and I start draping it across the cork board and linking things, and I and I take a step back and I take it all in and I go, holy shit! Ah, <laughs> oh, thank God, that's such a good visual. <laughs> thank you. All right, good. I love that. I love this. <laughs> Um, do you want to spend any of your other holds right now or are you going yes. to Okay. I want to spend one more and then I'll save the last one. Okay. Um I would like to ask just for me to know where and when will the next critical event occur. Ooh, good. Okay. Um hmm. when you're asking about critical events, um, just so I can give you the most narratively rewarding answer. You're talking specifically about critical events that relate to this larger mystery, right? The specific thing that like yes. you are dealing with right now. Okay. Um, I think the next cr- critical event then is going to occur like early September and in the park, in the gates of the Arctic. Okay. That's good to know. All right. All right. Oh, man. The plot's getting thicker than a bowl of oatmeal right now. Indeed. All right. So is that good? Yeah. Yes. It's it's good. I'll save well, a Well, I mean, it may or may not be good, but I mean, it's it's it is. I can promise that it is. <laughs> Excellent. It's evening on Friday, July fifth. With the summer solstice past, the sun has begun setting almost imperceptibly earlier, bringing some sense of time back into everyone's lives. Change has come in other ways, too, some of them subtle, some less so. One of them is easy to see tonight at the Revenant Funplex Bowling Alley and Arcade, where a not insignificant portion of the town has gathered for one Sheriff Chuck Danvers' birthday. Sheriff Danvers, of course, has a birthday every year, but it's usually a quiet affair, maybe a cake at work and dinner at home, a few cards dutifully received in the mail. This year, it's a bowling alley full of family and friends, with Johnny Cash playing over the tinny speakers and a general air of relaxed goodwill. Now, I do think that all three of you are probably here tonight, just because I think that everybody you guys are sort of connected to is probably here tonight. But um, Siobhan, I'd like to start with you, and I'd like for you to tell me who else is in your bowling lane and how well you're doing this evening. Uh, 
Well, I can tell you right now that I don't think Siobhan is much of a bowler, so she's probably not doing very, very well. I wonder what stat bowling is in Monster of the Week. Uh, like, I don't think it's... It's probably it's weird. weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely weird. Bowling is weird. Bowling is just weird. Um, yeah, so I have a minus one weird, so not very good. Oh, yeah, she's so bad at bowling. She's very bad at bowling. Now, here's the question. Does Siobhan think she's bad at bowling? Yeah, she she knows. She knows she's bad. Is she one of those people who, like, rolls up to the bowling alley, like, uh, time to be bad at bowling? Uh, like, or is she, like, pretending she's good at bowling? Is she, like, no, she, does she, she just owns believe? it. She, no, she owns it. She just knows, like, it's never been her thing. And that's fine. Oh, good. good. Wholesome. I love her. Yeah. Yeah, so who so else I, are you bowling with this evening? Who's think, in like your lane? Yeah, I think I'm bowling with um, Billy and probably Ben. And um, I don't know, maybe... Uh, yeah, somebody else. <laughs> I don't know who. Uh, okay, well, I... Hmm, let's see, so... <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think of like a third B name just to keep it like sort of systematically consistent. But and Barnold. (laughs) (laughs) And Barnold is is there also. Sorry, whomst is Barnold? I love Revenant regular Barnold. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so whomst is Barnold? Barnold runs the bookshop. Excuse oh. me. No, he runs the internet cafe. Barnold runs the internet cafe. <laughs> yep. Okay. Barnold runs the internet cool. cafe. Uh, is Barnold like generally really well liked in town and just has never come up this whole time, or is Barnold no, he's, kind of a... he's just like kind of a recluse? Oh, okay. Those but... internet cafe guys. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like the internet cafe has, at this point, maybe two computers in it. <laughs> so of it's course. not really a cafe as much as just like, it's two computers. And Barnold is always using one of them. <laughs> so oh, really, it's just one computer. Okay. So yeah, Barnold good. just has a computer. He has two computers. <laughs> Barnold has two computers. <laughs> just at his house. <laughs> yeah, it's so, just his house. It's just his living room. <laughs> Barnold has two computers and a coffee pot and has decided to rent out one of them for mm-hmm. hourly rates. Yep. That's Barnold. <laughs> and you get free coffee with it. Yeah. Yeah, Great. exactly. Okay, so Barnold is there. Barnold everyone is there. Is so relieved to hear. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Thank God. Sort of, I don't know what you guys are picturing, but I'm sort of picturing like like five or six lanes set aside and like a, a bunch of people are there and like talking with each other and mingling, but everybody like has their sort of lane that they're playing in, you know, as bowling alley parties do. I've never been to a bowling alley party. I don't know. Have you never? They no, were I have. All, they were like the thing in like elementary school. No, I have. They I'm definitely being silly. were. Okay. Being a silly has, Billy. Has Mariah never been to a bowling alley party? Probably. Okay. Well, Mariah, who's in your lane tonight? Um, Rita. <laughs> okay. That was not a. That, that took me no time. Literally um, none time. Also Zoe. Also Riley. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Well, because like with Zoe goes Riley, I feel like, um, and vice versa. Also, it is their dad's birthday, so yeah, yeah. So I mean, Riley is definitely there. Yeah, Riley's there, and I feel like, and since they and Zoe like are doing whatever that's mm. whatever they're doing, I feel like <laughs> being cute. Um, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's a good lane. It's kind of a double okay. date, but I would never call it that. Right? No, of course, that would never. I'm too cool. Um, 
Is it like kind of like a weird energy though? Because like because of the way that setup is working? Yeah, there's a little bit of weird energy. <laughs> okay. Um, and Martha, are you there? Yeah. Okay. So whomst is in your lane or oh whomst lane are you in? Uh so many people already. Uh I guess I'll take Hawk. Unfortunately, Barnold has already been taken. Yeah, I know. I yeah, couldn't claim Barnold in time. Don't you dare try to play with Barnold. <laughs> don't you dare take so, my Barnold. <laughs> so I think Hawk is definitely there. Okay, um, yeah, sure. I don't know who the second one is, but then we have the... the. Uh, I think Ben is running back and forth between two lanes because just to fill <laughs> it out. Ben's trying to bowl in two lanes. <laughs> yeah, just to fill it out. Good. I love Ben. Oh, Ben. <laughs> That's strange really lad. So now good. here's the here's the question about that. Is your lane next to Siobhan's or is Ben just booking it back and forth <laughs> from like opposite ends of the bowling alley? <laughs> well, we'll have to leave that up to Millie who uh, booked all these lanes, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Is um, Millie playing? I feel like Millie is playing. Oh good, yeah. she'll be in our lane. What about Jilly? Is she playing? <laughs> Jilly is in... The bowling alley, but is not playing. Is she no, allowed would, in the bowling alley? It's, I mean, it's Millie's bowling alley, and That's I don't true, think anybody's right. going to try to fight Millie Biggs. <laughs> and stop her from bringing her dog inside. Yeah, you Yeah, right. no, that's not going to, like, are you going to fight the, like, the former ice road trucker who also owns a very large dog? I don't think so. No, probably not. I'm sorry, sorry, wait, a very large dog? Yeah. I thought she was a corgi. No. no. <laughs> She's a, she's, she's a St. Bernard. She's a St. Bernard. I thought, big, I thought Big Jelly was a corgi. No, no there a was Saint a Bernard. joke about a corgi, but the, the oh. Big Jelly is a St. Bernard. She's a big oh, dog. Okay. okay. I, I believe, I believe um, Big Jelly also canonically has a cask of wink, you know, around her neck. She does. Yeah. You know. I still thought she was a corgi. <laughs> a corgi with a cask like the size of her body. With a cask of wink, you know. <laughs> no, she's a... Uh, She's a big, a big girl. Got it. That's such a good mental image. But no, um, Big Jilly is a Saint Bernard, okay. and she is there. She's she's probably like napping over by the snack table. Nice. Yeah, it's a great time. She's just like mm-hmm. sleeping through all of this sound and nonsense. She's a very good girl. Amazing. I love to bowl. <laughs> Thank you for that contribution. Is that Mariah? <laughs> like in character, or is that Addison? That's Addison. Mariah doesn't love to say things like that. She's not so. She's a big dork, but not like that. I mean, I'm just saying. Sometimes when Rita's around, sometimes you're not wrong. Sometimes, <laughs> just sitting there. I I love to bowl. Love how it's. This is a very the, okay. So cut to um. You know the okay. little like tables and chairs are next to the little like ball retriever. Yes. Yeah. Sitting in one of those, just kind of with the bowling ball on the table, just kind of like looking at it <laughs> that's that's what Mariah's up to just kind of like this is a this is a good this is a good one it's it's sturdy looks good for bowling yeah that's it's great. round it's yeah. got three holes in it love it <laughs> yeah it's shaped it's, um, just like all the other bowling balls yeah no totally um uh it's a i used to i didn't used to be able to uh to bowl with the with the with the ball was heavy. I've gotten I got um I've been uh I've been working out a little bit <laughs> so I can carry this one now. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> is that the six pounder? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's an eight pounder. Come on. Oh. <laughs> Come back to Addison. So I just wanted to let her have that moment. She's just she wants Rita to know she's been working out. It was very good. I like getting it a lot. really strong. <laughs> All right. So at one point, about halfway through the event, um, Chuck approaches you, Siobhan. He's I think at this point, like he's he's been bowling. He was taking his turn and sort of like walking around, like thanking people for for coming. But walks over you in your lane um, and seems to be in generally good spirits, pleased but subdued. There is an undertone of seriousness about him, though, as he pulls you aside. He says, Uh-oh. uh... Hmm? Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, Siobhan, can I impose for just a moment? Uh, sure. Uh, walk with me for a second. I do that. <laughs> Good. The two of you stroll down to the edge of the alley, past the other lanes where your friends are laughing and drinking and enjoying the evening, and you can't help but feel you've just been removed from whatever levity they're enjoying in a way that's about to become a bit more real. He looks at you and says, I, I apologize, it's, it's never really in my job description to give good news, and maybe I shouldn't be sharing this at all, but I thought you deserved to know. I am... Um, just received word this afternoon from Juno that the mayor's case was dismissed from court. The official reason was lack of admissible evidence, but I'd be lying if I told you I believed that. Uh, I was under the impression that this would be good news? No, un- unfortunately. I-, I wish that it were. Oh. Um, okay, so what does that mean for us here? I... I don't know. Um, If he wants his office back, obviously it's his until we take further proper action, since nothing was formally found against him. I don't know that he will, but, uh, well, again, I I thought you ought to know. I haven't done anything else about it, but I I haven't told anyone else yet. It didn't seem right to put a damper on the evening, but... Right. Well, yeah, thank you for letting me know and all. Be cautious, I guess. Just keep your your ears to the ground, I guess, on that one. That's where they go best, (laughs) is on the ground. Uh, All right. I think at that point he sort of nods. He unfortunately didn't have much to add in the way of conversation, but just sort of wanted to pull you aside to give you that tip off. And I think he uh, encourages you to go back to enjoying the rest of the evening. He says... um, I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean to to uh, ruin anything for you or pull you away. I just I didn't want you to find out any other way. Well, no, I, I really appreciate it, and trust me, missing a few rounds of bowling is probably only going to help my game. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for for coming this evening. I I really appreciate it. Oh, of course. Anything for anything for you. It's uh, it's good to to be out and around people, you know, I think that we could all probably benefit a little bit more from, from more of that. Yeah, I agree. Any, any excuse to get everybody together? He, uh, he nods and, uh, gives you a sort of very professional Chuck Danvers smile. And then I think goes back to the rest of his evening. Um, is there anything else you wanted to do with that information? Anybody you wanted to pass it along to or are you going to keep that one to yourself for the rest of the night um i'm not going to tell anybody else right now like he said um doesn't he didn't want to like 
ruin a lot of people's good time tonight. So I'll I'll eventually get to like telling um, Martha and Mariah like tomorrow. But okay. for tonight, I think just like enjoy the party and all that. Okay. Is there anything else anybody else wanted to do this evening at this party while you have everybody here? I was considering trying to. I'm, I, there's not really anybody here I can talk to about the um this letter from Isabel. I would like to. Is um is is Adam Kennedy here? Yes, I'm sort of setting this up so you guys can have like everybody in town in one place. Yes. If there's anything you want to accomplish or set in motion tonight, yeah. um, this would be a good time to do it. And yeah, I think that I think that Adam Kennedy would be here. I think I would not necessarily related to the letter from Isabel or any of that, but I would like to thank Adam for the book. I'd like to tell him I'm reading it. Okay. Um, he's probably, um, since Siobhan specifically didn't include him in her lane, I'm going to say he's probably. <laughs> I didn't think he would be the bowling type. I thought he would be sitting at like the little food stand with a beer and a cup. Oh, no, he is absolutely smoking Chuck Danvers at bowling and pointing it out, like, at every opportunity. Fine, then. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I think he's he's probably down in in whatever lane the sheriff is in. Um, So, yeah, Mariah, if you want to walk down and and start that conversation, feel free to do so. Um, Remind me, is Adam... Is is uh, if this is a bowling alley the way that I've known them, you can usually get, like, beer. Does Adam Adam do beer? I don't remember. No, he's not really a drinker. Okay, that's what I thought. I wasn't sure. So then I'll bring him... Nachos. Okay, some like shitty bowling oh, alley great. nachos. Everyone loves like, nachos. I want to offer like a, like a hey, like I brought you a thing. Like it's easy. oh, that's nice. Um, I'm I've warmed up to I've warmed up to Adam a lot. He's 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 not a he's not an establishment shill, and I and it's nice to know that. Uh, <laughs> so, I wander up to uh, Adam's where Adam where he is with a little thing of you know the little like paper cups of nachos. You know what I'm talking about like the little like. Oh yes, yeah, I absolutely have the visual. Thank you. Perfect. It's got it's like white with like a blue stripe around it. Yeah, um, right. Because this is the '90s, so it's got like that vaporwave aesthetic. Exactly. On it. So I sit the nachos down and I'm, and uh, I say, "Hey, um, I've been doing a lot of reading lately." Oh yeah, how's that working out for you? It's it's good. I wanted to um uh <laughs> I wanted to thank you for the book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, seemed like something that you would appreciate yeah you know of all people it's really interesting i uh, don't think i gave you enough credit before you're not you're not a you're not an establishment stooge like i thought you were uh thank you i think you're welcome no it's 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 for sure a compliment i coming from you i definitely get that impression yeah (laughs) yeah I just wanted to uh, say thanks and um, see how you're doing. Uh, pretty uh, pretty all right okay. actually. That's good. How, how about you? Yeah, it's about the same. Um, I uh, I think there's something I'm keeping my uh, keeping my ears and eyes open for right now that I I might keep you posted on. There's something weird. There's something weird I might have kind of found myself and I don't feel comfortable talking about it here, but uh, I might need to talk to you about it soon and see if maybe you have more resources at your disposal than I do to figure it out. I'll, I, I know I'm being vague. I have to because, I mean, she gestures around the bowling alley. It, public place, never know who's listening, but uh, 
I'm... Um, he raises an eyebrow at you and sort of gives a, a slight nod. He says, uh, I could stop by the library tomorrow if that's something you think would prove useful. Yeah, yes, that would, that would be good, actually. Um, thank you. I'm going to uh, go back because um, I think it's, I'm supposed to be bowling. <laughs> but um, if you, I don't know if you're a nachos guy, but I feel like everybody's kind of a nachos guy. So I'm going to just, I'll leave these. Uh, thanks. There are many things I'm not good at, but one of them is not crushing a plate of nachos. <laughs> I can definitely get down on these. <laughs> <laughs> that was Addison. Um, <laughs> I just okay. I, Mariah gives a, a very casual finger guns and walks back to the to her lane. <laughs> okay, great. Um, anything else that anybody wants to set up before we move on? It's a friendship I never thought I'd treasure the way that I do. <laughs> it honestly means the world to me. I I enjoy yeah. it very much. Um, I'm sort of gonna let this be like the the springboard for whatever other scenes you guys want to do in the time between now and the beginning of the next arc. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's a scene that we just set up. Um, If there are others you guys want to get into, this would be a great time to lay the groundwork for those. Or you can just tell me overtly like, hey, this is a thing I want to do. Yeah. So I definitely want to involve, um, involve Adam in the uh, mystery of what's going on with Isabel, potentially like Tosh, show him the symbol, see if he's ever seen it before that sort of thing. Because he's the only okay. person that's like sort of plugged in that I think might have a good external perspective. Um, and I'm not sure that's if that's something to save for the next arc or not. That's just I do want to involve get Adam and everything. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I think in terms of otherwise, um, I might I might want to write some sort of response to Isabel. Um I think I should probably do that, actually. Okay. So just to um, clarify some information for you real quick, Mm -hmm. you talked to Zoe on Monday, July 1st. This is Friday, July 5th. You said this weekend you were going to Fairbanks. I'm going to assume that's (gasps) Sunday since um, you just said you would talk to Adam tomorrow. So we can either either decide that he's going to come by the library on Sunday like sunday and your trip is tomorrow or we can swap that and he can come by tomorrow and you can leave on sunday it's, it's whatever you want whatever works um, best for you he can come by tomorrow and my trip can be on sunday okay great so he will see you then on saturday sunday you will go to fairbanks yes so. perfect anybody else any scenes you want to do here or things that you want to establish nope yeah i think i'm set unless alex you want to do anything uh, this is your world. I'm just living in it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. Then let's um, let's just assume everybody has a pleasant evening at the bowling alley, and let's move to uh, Saturday morning, July sixth. So, um, Mariah, you are at the library today. It's a Saturday. I don't know if you usually have the library open on Saturdays. Yeah, we have or... Saturday hours. It's closed on Sundays. Okay. Gotcha. Perfect. Um, so what time of, is there a set time of day that you decided that you guys would meet up or are you just waiting on him to show up whenever? I think just show up whenever he gets the chance. Okay. Um, what time do you open the library on Saturdays? Um, about 10. It's limited hours. So it's like 10 to three on Saturdays. It's not like a full day. 
Um, then it's probably about 10.30, 10.45 when he rolls in. Um, he walks into the library. Are there a lot of other people there, or is it pretty quiet on Saturdays? It's pretty quiet on Saturdays. Okay. He comes in, um, and he has, uh, in his hands, I think, probably two cups of coffee. Um, you know, those takeout styrofoam cups with the, the blue and the purple squiggles on them. Perfect. Excellent. And he uh, walks up to, I'm guessing you're at the circulation desk. Yes. Perfect. He stops in and says, uh, hey, I don't know if you're a coffee person. I sort of assume everyone is, but if not, I'll take two. No, I, I am. <laughs> uh, but hey, um, thanks for coming by. Well, you know, never gonna miss the opportunity to make use of public works, I guess. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, I don't have a card. Will that be a problem? I mean, not really. I know where to find you. If you don't return a book, I can track you down. <laughs> yeah, I'm really not that hard to get a beat on. No. Anyway, what what did you need to talk about? So, um, I, uh, a friend of mine has been in touch recently, and she's been she sent me this very cryptic letter a few days ago, and I won't get into that particularly, but I wanted to see if you're familiar with this symbol. One second, let me get it. I go to the back and pull the letter off of my uh, conspiracy board and bring it back out to the main library, to the library proper. Um, okay. And set it out. Um, I don't remember where on it you said the symbol was written, but... Um, I think it's on the envelope. Okay, so I'll, pull, Although, uh, I'll bring the envelope. Yeah, I'm assuming though that you would have this... Somewhere elsewhere. I mean, Mariah seems to be like the kind of person who would keep notes on this. And this is the oh, same yeah. symbol that you saw on her keychain initially. So you you have this oh, yeah. symbol available to you or could draw it from memory. At That's this true. Point, but. Okay, so actually then scratch that. I'm going to pull a yellow legal pad off the desk and uh, just and grab a pen and I sketch it out and set it down on the table. Um, I'm not really sure what part this plays and what's going on, but there's something strange unfolding in my life right now that involves this symbol. And you have a lot of knowledge that I'm not necessarily privy to. You know a lot of shit. And I thought maybe you might know what this means. He takes a piece of paper you've drawn this thing on, and I think he still has it on the table, and he looks at it, and there's no sort of immediate look of recognition on his face or anything, but he takes the piece of paper that you've drawn it on, and he sort of turns it sideways to examine it from other angles, and he says, uh, sort of looks like an, like an eye to me, maybe. Right. I don't know. Mm. You know, I feel like I have seen this somewhere before, but I'm having a hard time placing it. Where did where did you find it? Um well, it's been written I found first I saw it on a keychain. Um then I saw it I I don't know how much I'm comfortable going into the details. Um but I a, some a friend i guess she uses it uh she's it's I, it's attached to a lot of her stuff and i feel like it's linked to something weird i am going to do something that i actually have never done and i'm not supposed to do in monster of the week and i'm going to do a role for adam kennedy <gasps> nice if you don't think I have character stats for all of these guys, you're wrong. Are you rolling right now? He did not roll that well. Mm. Oh, Adam. Got to take a hard move against yourself. 
No, Yikes. this wasn't going to be like a, a bad thing. This was a sharp roll. Um, mm-hmm. Which was unfortunately a total failure. Oh no, oh, no. Adam. <laughs> he rolled a two and a one. So Yikes. like, that wow, was not going to be good. Adam, no. Oh, uh, maybe he'll roll better after his coffee, but <laughs> don't roll until I've had my coffee. <laughs> I want that on a shirt, please. <laughs> That's like literally my entire mission statement at this point. That's like a pretty Alex summary. Like, isn't it though? Alex it's pretty on brand. Okay. Anyway, so as a result of this this failed sharp roll, um, I think he just sort of furrows his brow and frowns and says, um. Hmm. Yeah, can you know? Can I maybe take this with me? Y- yeah, uh, of course. Just the the drawing, or yeah, no, I I don't need to. I mean, I don't, I don't, I trust that you have your reasons for keeping whatever information on this you need to. But I feel like I've seen this number before, and I don't know where. I, I'm hoping it'll come to me later. Um, if it does, I'll right. I'll be sure to okay. let you know. But. Okay. Is there anything else at all about this that you can tell me? I I don't think so. Um, pause. Uh, Alec, Addison asking Alex, am I am I forgetting anything? Any details about it? No, no, I don't think so. Um, Just wanted to make sure. <laughs> yeah, the only things I'll tell you in terms of like asking, I, for one, I think this is a great instinct. I think that asking him about this is like a really cool narrative decision and i want to reward it um and so i will um but just so that you're aware i mean the only things that you would have to ask him about are like one you knowing that he has knowledge that you don't have which is a great instinct to follow two um he has lived in revenant his entire life so if there are like events of like the past or 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 people that you want to ask him about like that would be a reasonable decision too um and i think aside from that the only thing I would say is that you know, like, the next critical event is going to be in the park. So you could try to, like, pursue that option. Although, without knowing what that event is, you're going to have a hard time. So I would just say if there's anything, like, that along those lines, those would be things to pursue questioning with him. But I, I don't think that there's necessarily anything else you could tell him that would make him have more information than he has about this symbol. Okay, perfect. That's, that's what I needed to know. And you can tell when people are lying, so you know for a fact that he doesn't know more about this than he's telling you. Okay. Cool. Which I just wanted to make clear to you. Like, no, yeah, when it, someone lies not, to me, I know it. That's one of my powers. Yeah, he's, he's, not obs- um, he's not obscuring information from you. He genuinely doesn't know and is just taking this with him so he can try to put this together for you. Okay, cool. Thank you. All right, so resume. Yeah, okay, so... I tear off the page of the legal pad with the drawing on it, and I hand it to him. Okay, just, he folds it up and puts it in his pocket. Just let me know. Um, you can come by anytime and let me know if you find anything. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. All right, anything else? None for me, thank you. Anything else you wanted to do before your trip tomorrow? Um... I'm not, I don't think so. I, I, am I missing something or? No, not at all. This isn't me telling you like, okay, oh, cool. like is there anything? I'm not trying to, to okay. probe you. I'm just, I'm, just I'm asking. I'm all good. Okie dokie. Um, did you want to, are there any aspects of your trip with Zoe that you want to play out? Um, 
while I'm in Fairbanks, I would like to um I would like to say that I need to run an errand and I would like to go check in on um Isabel's shop. Okay. Um yeah, you can do that. So you leave the next morning about 8 a.m. Um, it's roughly a six-hour drive to Fairbanks, I think. So you guys leave early. You get there in the afternoon. The showing you're seeing probably isn't until the evening. So I would assume that when you get there, um, Zoe's probably going to want some time to stretch her legs, maybe take a nap in the hotel room anyway. So that would be a perfect sure. time for you to do that if that's what you want to do. Yes, that is what I want to okay. do. Great. So you're going to um, go over to her bookstore? Yes. Okay. Um, hmm. I think that her bookstore is closed. Oh, shoot. Okay. I would like to just, like, look, like, peep in the window, just see if I can see anything out of the ordinary. Um, can I roll to investigate a mystery? Yes. All right, let me pull up my little digital 2d6 guy. No! I did a bad roll. I rolled a five. Oh, what's, well, plus what? No, it's a three plus two. Now it's a five. Ah, damn it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah. it's a bad role. I did a bad job. I forget None what a bookstore is. for you. It- <laughs> I walk in. Oh, oh here's gosh. what I do. I try to peek in the, like, window, and I, like, walk into a window. Like, a big, like, glass window. Like, it's open. I just you walk try, into Yeah, it. you try to pull back the curtain, and you look like an idiot because the curtain's on the other side of the window. <laughs> exactly. Why won't this work? <laughs> Okay, so the only knowledge you get from your time in Fairbanks is that um, Isabella is currently unreachable, at least in this manner. Yeah, okay, that's good to know. That sucks, though, so I don't know what to do. Um, okay. Well, you can go see Independence Day. I'm going to go see Independence Day, but I was hoping I could find some information, but it's okay that I didn't. Um, the information you get is that Will Smith gives a tour de force performance, and you do believe that aliens are real. Oh, perfect. Well, I already did. I know. And this just cinches it for you. It's confirmation of my ideas and my theories about the world. And I'm pretty confident that if aliens ever do show up and they have malicious intent, that Will Smith will be able to take care of it. Real quick, I do just want to know, how much of Independence Day do you think is fiction? And how much of it do you think is the government trying to cover up by offering you something that's too close to the truth to be believable? I'm going to go with a thing that I actually know from reading about a lot of conspiracy theorists, um, which is the idea that a lot of media is disclosure by people who are unable to use any medium other than fiction to say that they know that aliens are real. Like that's that's a whole thing. That's like a prevailing theory in some like alien conspiracy circles. So I'm going to say right now that I know that Independence Day is fiction, but I and by I, I mean Mariah, am pretty convinced that this is that particular movie studio's way of sending a message to the populace that they know that aliens are real and they know that we know, but we can't say it because the government will crack down. Fair. It's I mean, disclosure. I, I also kind of feel the same way about Independence Day. Yeah. So it's Mariah disclosure. And I are in the same boat there. Okay, so that is your trip to Fairbanks. And after that, you are back in Revenant. Now, again, I do kind of want to cover like a bunch more time here um and we don't have time to like necessarily go into detail with all of it Mm -hmm. um but uh martha siobhan is there anything else you guys want to establish or investigate in like the the next month or so of revenant time and if so what of it can i help you by playing out in the fiction i like hanging out with ben oh okay so we can do more of that um siobhan is there anything else that you want to do yeah, I'm gonna. I want to like find some leads on what happened with the mayor's case. Um, 
I know that that Chuck said that there was um, they said like inconclusive evidence, but I would want to like go and like read some news reports and any of that talk to whoever involved or anybody who might know anything. Cool. Okay, so let's start with Siobhan, because actually this opens up a door that I've kind of been wanting an excuse to crack open for a while. And I'm not going to tell you you have to take this option, but I'm going to offer okay. you a lead. And I don't know, again, if you want it, that's fine. If you don't, that's also fine. It's not going to like ruin anything for me if you don't take it. But Siobhan, you do know somebody who is a legal professional. And this hasn't come up yet, but like canonically, a person that you would know who is a lawyer in Alaska is it's barnold it's barnold you <laughs> cracked it no who is it no actually um adam kennedy's ex-wife eleanor is an attorney oh, oh shoot huh are we on speaking terms eleanor and i um that's up to you i mean the the thing is that you would know her because she would have been living in revenant and married to adam for many years um, before sure. their divorce. And I also think it's important to point out that their relationship is not like particularly hostile. They don't hate each other. Um, okay. So I don't think that Siobhan would feel like she was committing any sort of breach of loyalty by being in touch with Eleanor. You guys may not have talked in a while, but you would certainly know her. And I don't think there would be any ill blood between the two of you specifically. Great. Then, yeah, I'll, I'll reach out. Okay. Say, hey, do I know, like, do I know where she is? <laughs> I, I think she, she doesn't live in Revenant. I'm trying to remember mm -hmm. if I've said anywhere where she lives. I don't know if I established that she lives in Fairbanks, just because that's like the closest notable city in Alaska for somebody to be practicing law. Mm -hmm. um, right. And it's, it's hard because I like set up this thing. So you guys are in a fictional town that is canonically, non-fictionally, like a million miles away from everything. <laughs> Um, right. So we'll say that she lives and practices law in Fairbanks, but um, it okay. wouldn't be hard to find her either by, say, like just looking at a phone book or, um, right. yeah, just, just looking for like the name of her, her practice. She still practices under the name Eleanor Kennedy, so it's not hard great. to find yeah, her. Yeah, then I'll, I'll look her up in the phone book. Okay, great. And you go ahead and give her a ring? Yeah, ring, ring. Let's <laughs> Sorry, that got me. I want to I set a date on this just so we can track like the progression of time. So mm -hmm. um, if... Well, I got told the information on the 5th of July. Yeah, on Friday evening. Yeah. And then maybe not on like the weekend. Okay. So maybe on the next Monday. Sure. So yeah, the we'll 8th. Yep. Sounds good. All right. Okay. So you, you give her a ring. What time of day is it? Um, Maybe about like... 10.30 or 11. Okay, and you probably call her at her office? Yeah, yeah, at the office. Great. Um, then I think you get a hold of... Um, we'll see you get a hold of her personally. She probably takes her own calls. So you phone the law office of Eleanor Kennedy in Fairbanks, and the phone rings twice before uh, someone picks up on the other end. And you hear the voice, which is probably familiar too, saying, Eleanor Kennedy speaking. Eleanor, it's Siobhan. How are you? Oh, there's a voice I wasn't expecting. I'm I'm doing well. Siobhan, how are you? Doing all right, thank you. Thanks. Yeah, I know it's been a while and I just I I don't want you to think I'm just calling to 
you know, get some like favors or anything from you. I I do genuinely want to know how is Fairbanks? Uh, it's certainly much bigger than Revenant. Uh, a lot more to do in terms of the business sphere. Uh, how are things in town? Well, still small, still cold. You know how it is. <laughs> I definitely it hasn't really do. changed much. Hasn't changed that much. Um, so I remember that favor I was talking about earlier, just like a few seconds ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. I actually hadn't forgotten about that one yet. What can I do for you? Well, I was wondering if you had any information or like insider kind of gossip. I don't know if you heard about, I guess it was more like a, a protest that happened at Billy's Diner with the mayor here. Did you hear about that? I did hear something about that, but none of the details. No, what happened? Well, he was implementing all these sorts of curfews and and like martial law, basically. And, you know, we here in town just had enough of it. And, well, I just heard that his trial got dismissed for like not having any kind of evidence or, or enough evidence. And I was just wondering if you had heard anything about that. God, I always hated that guy. Um, I haven't heard anything about that case in particular, but I can certainly look into it for you. Is this... uh, What were the details of the case? Do you know exactly what charges he was brought up on? This is Andrew. Do I know (laughs) exactly what... Exactly what charges he was brought up on? The Okay, so here is what you know. The things that you guys actually tried to have the mayor arrested on successfully is that Mariah found evidence of misappropriation of funds and and basically um, illegally gotten funds. So money was being used through and for the office of mayor that should not have been used in that way or should not have been acquired in that way. Um, However, the problem is that that evidence was obtained through essentially like illegal (laughs) illegal means, means, um, which is the technical grounds on which this case was dropped. However, you have reason to believe that that's not actually what happened here or why the case was thrown out, which is what you are suspicious of. Um, But that would have been the charge that he was brought up on was basically um, like illegal money usage. All right, then, yeah, I'm going to uh, relay all of that information back to Eleanor. Okay, excellent. Um, She puts you on hold for just a second, says, all right, wait a moment, let me see if I can figure anything out about this, and I'll get back to you. So she takes a moment, um, and then I think gets back to you probably four or five minutes later, says, "Um, Siobhan, are you still there? Yes, I am. I took some time to look into it, and it seems like the official filed reason for the case being dropped was an admissible evidence, something about uh, acquisition through questionable means. Um, but, you know, there is a bit of a history and the, it looks like the bail was posted through family connections who have on other occasions been brought up as political connections. And I'm going to take the time to look into this a bit further. I can't promise you that I'll get to it quickly. I have a lot of other cases on my hands right now and this isn't strictly business but why don't i call you back here shortly and see what i can find out and again it might be a week or two before i get anything concrete for you i can't promise i'll be able to get any answers on this but i can at least look into it well eleanor thank you so much you know i really appreciate it of course anything for you know the locals of revenant alaska um how is how is adam doing he's 
doing. He's doing. I think every day is different. Well, thank you for the honesty, at least. <laughs> I um, I have to go. I have a lot of business to get back to, but it was good to hear your voice, Siobhan. Well, you too. I'll, uh, I'll call more often then. All right. I'll talk to you later, and I'll get back to you about this. All right. Thank you again. Is there any specific information you're looking for with regards to the mayor or his case? Or is there anything that you are hoping specifically to find out or be able to do? Well, um, um, Eleanor did say that he got out on bail based on family connections. Mm-hmm. Did, uh, did She didn't say it specifically which ones, or would I be able to find out like who specifically? Um, that is information she probably could find for you. Yeah, that would probably be public record, I would imagine. Um, what's significant about that, or not significant but important, is that you do already know that the reason this guy is a political figure at all is likely due to his family and business connections, which has already been questionable. I don't right. think you would need Eleanor to tell you to put together that it's family money that's keeping this guy going in the first place. And Mm -hmm. probably those people were paying to keep this evidence out of court because it's evidence that connects them to his sort of ill-gotten means. Got it. Okay. Um, Then, yeah, I I think maybe um, any sort of like other evidence that would point to them getting him or getting the charges just totally dropped like that. Okay. I do really like this sort of Aaron Brockovich side quest that Siobhan is taking on. I think yeah, that's a lot of fun and I really enjoy it. <laughs> um, so that's good. And that's a really cool, a cool move in that direction. Um, let's Great. move to Martha. What are we doing? Hey, what's up, my Hi. dude? Tim, are you ready? Yes. Okay. Um, let's say it's, let's say it's about two weeks later. Does that work for you? Sure. You're talking to Tim or everybody? Yeah, well, I was talking to Tim, uh, but also everybody. If everybody has any objections to that big of a time skip, no, let me I'm know. Good but two weeks. Okay, so let's go for like the 23rd. That's a Tuesday. Okay. Is Tim here? Yeah, hello. Oh, there you are. Hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. Just making sure we had everybody. Um, okay, so it's July 23rd. It's been about two weeks since... Um, the bowling alley birthday party and Mariah's trip to Fairbanks and Siobhan's call to Eleanor. Um, it's a Tuesday and you are on a date with Ranger Ben. Now, are you calling it a date? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think we've actually like discussed that. Okay. So what are you doing? I think we're hiking. Oh, I like that. Aww. That's very nice. Yes, that's cool. I like that. Um, so I think today is Ben's day off. Whose idea was it to go hiking? Was it yours or his? Um, I don't know. We both kind of like hiking. So I'm going to call it his. Ben is a nature boy. Yeah. He is, in fact, a nature boy. Have the two of you done anything else since your coffee date? Or is this sort of like the next event? I know you were hanging out at the bowling alley. Has there been anything else? I don't think so. Um, he's a busy boy. Uh, but I think how this kind of 
came up was uh maybe when we were talking like uh he was all excited about his ranger stuff and uh i just wanted to learn more about it so i think going on a hike would be good because that lets me get to know ben and also the work that he does and what he enjoys it also requires me, Alex, to have a lot of knowledge about the foliage of yeah, Alaska. Yeah, get, get Let's ready go. for a lot of Martha pointing and saying, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> what's that thing? What's that thing? What's that thing? Um, cool. No, that's that's actually very good. I like this scene structure a lot. So um, so it's Tuesday afternoon. It's Ben's days off. Um, the two of you are going on a hike up in the gates of the Arctic. I think probably uh, while you had coffee you were asking him questions about his job, and he said that he would uh, love to take you up into the woods and show you what it is that he does sometime. And you seemed receptive to that. So this is the uh, the sort of coming to fruition of that particular discussion. So it's been about two weeks. You probably have had like one or two more of your, your little magic talks with Hawk since then. None of them, I think, have really been like as exciting as you wanted them to be, but you've learned a bit more information about how magic works and where it comes from. And if there's anything specific you want to know, I'll fill in the gaps for you as we go along with what you would have naturally learned. But aside from that, um, you guys are up in the woods now, and I think you're you're hiking in the in the backcountry, which is all of the gates of the Arctic Park. Um, but it's a really beautiful day. There's nothing too totally strenuous. You're along one of the the easier sort of areas of the terrain. And um, what in particular are you guys talking about? I don't know. He's into plants. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> um, I think a lot of it is uh, probably Ben just taking me around and saying like, or pointing out different interesting uh parts of the ecosystem i don't know i don't want to put you on the spot to be like oh god i have to learn all of alaska's ecosystem like cantaloupe no let's do it this is cool this gives me a chance actually to reveal some information that might be fascinating to you so i like that too let's do that okay um okay so you're walking and this is a pretty open area um you're not really in the forest as much this is like there aren't trees above you can see the sky and it's beautiful and sunny and you're walking along the path Um, and he's pointed out a few plants so far but he stops and directs your attention to a little plant next to the footpath and he says oh hey this is uh, this is kind of cool have you ever seen this plant before um and the answer is that yes you have but also no you haven't at least not like this it's a small plant with um little bluish purple petals and thick green leaves. And it's not very big, but it is recognizable to you in that it looks similar to the large plant that you encountered in the woods, but much, much smaller and not nearly as, you know, powerful or magical, obviously, as that one was. Not eating a human. Yeah, no, it's not eating any humans right now. It's just a tiny little plant. Well, what is it? This is a plant called um, butterwort, actually, and it's native to Alaska, but uh, it's carnivorous. It, you know, you've seen like a Venus flytrap before, right? Or a pitcher plant, things like that, or read about them. Um, this is kind of the same, but uh, it's, you know, the Arctic variant on that, I guess. That's cool. So, like, is it just insects that it eats? 
Yeah, well, Just, usually. I mean, as far as I know. Has it uh, tasted human flesh? <laughs> Sorry. When I uh when we found that thing in the woods, it reminded me a lot of this, although I've never seen this plant behave like that one. Obviously, this is pretty benign. It really only deals with tiny, tiny insects and things, you know, punching way below its own weight here. Uh but I don't know how it got to be the way the one in the forest did. But, you know, I think there's there's still a lot that I have to learn on this job. Me too, Ben. Me too. This isn't actually your job, but okay. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. No, it's not. But <laughs> ah, learning's good. Yeah. It's, you know, among my favorite pastimes. Uh, speaking of all of that, how long have you, you know, been able to do whatever it is that you do? I don't mean to like, dismiss it or, or talk down about it i think it's phenomenal but i don't really understand no it. it's all it's all good um it all started when i was a when i was a teenager and uh yeah that's actually the reason that i moved up here yeah that sounds about like the long yeah, and short of it yeah <laughs> how how long have you lived in revenant then um oh gosh you're gonna make me pull out my notes aren't you <laughs> Yeah, just, you know, always reffing back to that yeah, character sheet. Yeah, no, I, I think I lost those somewhere. How long did I say that I was in Revenant? I moved when I was 17, right? <laughs> yeah, so I think you've been here for about 13 okay. years. Um, yeah, I've been up in Revenant for about um, 13 years now. Do you like it? I'm liking it more. <laughs> to start off, it was... Yeah, that's that's kind of how I felt about it, too, when I moved up here. Yeah. How long have you been here? Oh, gosh, I've been here probably about, I guess it would be six, seven years now. I, uh, you know, I moved up here after I finished my degrees to start working in the in the gates. But that's about it. I'm from Seattle. Oh, originally. Cool. With like the space needle. Yep. That that's Seattle. <laughs> I haven't done much travel, so like. Yeah, sorry. No, no, that's okay. I mean, I really haven't either. I grew up in Seattle, and you know, both my parents were public school teachers, and then I moved up here to the middle of nowhere, so I'm not that well-versed in the ways of the world. Well, we're learning. <laughs> that's what learning's good for, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've read a lot of books, and I mean, like, a lot of books, so that counts for something. I have no more f questions. No further questions, Ben. You are dismissed. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. Okay, he sort of laughs awkwardly and he's like, okay, well, do you want me to show you how to get back to town or not? Because I can just leave. <laughs> no, no. I'm just not used to talking about my past. Of not used to talking to like you know people my age in general so this is this is nice actually usually it's just kids or director kennedy or my ferret that's about it wait you have a ferret yeah yeah i have a, I have a pet ferret that's you know the roommate situation a ferret, a ferret. <laughs> can i see the ferret sometime well, yeah, he's not like a ghost ferret. Oh. He's he's pretty visible. So not like one of those <laughs> invisible ferrets that we've all heard about. 
No, no, I think those are still uh, sort of in the genetic pipeline, as it were. Just like those, yeah, those glowing uh, fish, right? Kind of kind of the same and also completely unrelated in every way. <laughs> but yeah, his, uh, his name's Darwin. Oh, you can come, Darwin. You can come see him sometime. Did he? Well, I guess that's because you selected him, right? Ha ha. Ha ha. Oh, that's that's actually a really good joke. Thanks. Like, that's a pretty deep biology cut. Yeah, I did some high school. (laughs) July turns into August. August turns into September. The sun slowly recedes and chill returns to the early Arctic mornings as our heroines make an uneasy peace with their hard-earned new normal, while they wait for the pieces of the next mystery to fall into place. But will they like what they find? 